The internet has changed. So should the way you bank. PNC Virtual Wallet for Digital Banking. It's time for a change. Now through March 31st, earn up to $300 when you open and use a select new virtual wallet product. Simply establish a qualifying direct deposit. To learn more, visit a branch or pnc.com slash checking offer. PNC Bank. Make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC. Are we live? Yes, we're live. Speak. Oh, sorry. You said you're gonna I did. You just didn't hear me. Just speak. We're live. Go. Okay. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you listen to us live, people. Okay. Tonight is September 7th, 2017. Tonight on Gay XYZ. We're going to be discussing all the natural disasters that are going on, such as Hurricane Harvey and Irma. Um, we're also going to discuss the best place to live if you're gay in America. Will and Grace is returning. We're going to discuss Insecure and also... A more serious topic, wanting a minimum wage of $15 at fast food restaurants, which I don't agree with. But we're going to discuss all of that and more tonight on Gay XYZ.
everybody. Welcome to KXYZ. It's September the 7th, 2017. It's your host, Jason and Donovan. How are you, Jason? What's up? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We weren't here last week because I was out of town visiting family, but um, I'm back. <laughs> You're back. What kind of family were you visiting? In Chicago, I to, right? I went to go visit. Yes, I went to go visit my sister. And my aunt. And mind you, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. The day I left here, the morning that I left to head to the airport, it was like my morning. Like my morning started off great. I got up early-ish, and then I'm driving to the airport because I do the remote parking at the airport. Uh-huh. Because I just refuse to pay twenty-two dollars a day for parking at the airport. I I just will never do that ever in my life. Yeah. Um. So I'm driving to the airport. I'm driving, driving, driving. Traffic is clear. I'm like, oh, I'm I, this is perfect. I'm going to get to the parking area, you know, the parking area early where I can take the shuttle to the airport, yada, yada, yada. On my way there, I get a fucking thing coming up on my dash saying low tire. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I just kept going. I didn't feel anything. So I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. Because if I would have stopped and got to check that, I would have missed my flight. So I went in there and I parked. In the, in the lot, and I was like, I just was like, well, I guess when I come back off this trip, if the tire is flat, then I know what happened. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just couldn't, I just could not stop to get this looked at. So I was like, you so, know what? I'll just have to take that chance. I'm like, if it goes flat while I'm gone, then so be it. So was it flat when you got back or not? It wasn't. It wasn't flat when I got back. It was actually had just, it lost a little bit of pressure, but it wasn't anything to Major. really be concerned about. Right. So I took it the next day to get it looked at, and I had a nail in my tire. Now, let me tell you something about this. These set of tires that I have in my car are brand new. I just bought them maybe like two months ago. This is the third nail I've had in my tire, in the same tire, mm-hmm. since I've had these tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> when I had when I had these shitty tires, I heard they were damn near bald. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a nail the first. Right. Right. As soon as I get these brand new tires, mm-hmm. I'm just like nail after nail. That's after nail. what happens. I don't know why that is, but that happens. Last year, I got my car in 2016, August, and um, I in between August of 2016 and like uh, I think February 2017, I had right. to go take my car back into BMW to get the tires replaced because they had uh, nails in them and they were flat and I have run flats and each one costs 800 bucks normally, but I had warranty, thank God. So I didn't have to pay for that, but that's how much it would have cost me because of the fucking Dallas streets, Dallas streets fucking suck. So I'm not surprised that you had to go through that. That sucks. It does. Dallas streets suck. And plus they have a lot of, there's a lot of construction going on in Dallas too. So there's always a lot of nails and just, well, every time you just go in down the street, and in my car anyway, I'm going down the street, and it's like a fucking roller coaster ride. It's like, woo, woo, woo. It's like, you know, you're going like, because there's so many fucking bumps and holes and shit in the, in the fucking roads. I'm so tired of it. We have the shittiest well, streets. Well, you're, well, you're fancy. You, your car is fancy. You have run flats. I don't have run flats. My shit just goes flat. Well, <laughs> I know. I, I'm I, just saying, though. It still sucks because it's, you know, an inconvenience and costs money. But, you know, anyway. But anyway, so I was there visiting family. The weather in Chicago was great. I left here. It was like in the 90s. I got up there. It was like 65 degrees. Lovely. And I loved it. I had a rental car. Um, I actually had two because I had to swap it out halfway through. 
Um, so my first rental car that I had, I had it for two days, and it was a Lexus IS350. Yeah. And I loved it. And then I'd take it back. I, the owners they gave me that because they were over, I guess they were, I guess they oversold or whatever the case may be. So they had to kind of give me whatever they had at that point. Mm-hmm. They was like, well, you can have the Mercedes or the Lexus. I was like, I'll take the Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Lexus was really, really nice. Oh my God, the car was fucking fast. And, um, then I had to take it back two days later and then I had to swap it out. They was like, oh, well, just let you know if we give you this, you got to swap it out because, you know, once we get cars available, we'll call you. And I was like, well, that's fine. Then I had to take it back and they gave me a Mini Cooper. I hate Mini Coopers. So, you know what? Here's my thing with the Mini Cooper. I thought I was going to like it because I was really considering myself buying. I was really going to consider myself buying one mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. the uh, uh, once it was time for me to do that. Mm-hmm. The ride in that car, mm-hmm. and no shade to anyone that drives a Mini Cooper, and I like Mini Cooper. Maybe it was just this particular one because it had the low profile, and they were just the tires were really really thin. Maybe it was just this particular Mini Cooper, mm-hmm. but the ride was incredible incredibly harsh yeah so i mean like you go over a bump and it's like the entire car like shifts a lane or something it was crazy yeah i was like it was fast it was super fast it's sporty it's fast had the little panoramic sunroof my mom looked at those about three years ago she's like oh they're so cute blah 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 it's like you want a mini cooper and she's like yeah and so we gotta look at those and we test drive it and we get in it and i got in the passenger seat and she got in the driver's seat she's like this thing is tiny it was so small (laughs) and it didn't have any pickup and go she's like she's like it's not going anywhere she was pushing the pedal and it was like i'm like i know she's like fuck that so we didn't get she didn't get that (laughs) but anyway well see well see my the one i had was like um it was like a turbo model or something. So it had a lot of get up and go. It oh, like that's a, good. I, we didn't even know if they came like that. So yeah, they, I think they have a, yeah, they have a turbo model or it's called like uh they have a name for it. I forgot what it's called, but um, this one had a lot of get up and go, but um, maybe, I, maybe if I were to get a mini Cooper, maybe I find with a little bit of a better ride because maybe with it being a sport model, I'm pretty sure the suspension and the shocks were tighter because it's, you know, low to the ground or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, you go over a bump and it was like you feel it for yeah. sure. And I was like, God, I will fuck up my car in these. Well, that's shit. what like my car has a has a sports mode and has a comfort mode and has an eco mode. And in the in the comfort mode, it's like so any bumps you hit or whatever, there's like like it's like riding on air sort of. It just kind of like lifts up the car and it so you don't feel the bumps as much. But if I'm in sports mode, you know my car's real low to the ground too, kind of. And if I'm in sports mode and I go over bumps, I feel them like. <laughs> It's like, you know, so that sucks. I, it hurts. First of all, it fucking hurts. And second of all, it could damage your car. So I would not want a car that low to the ground if you're going to drive it like you do, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was good. I loved it. But I would if, if I'm still in the market for a Mini Cooper, I just have to get one with a better ride. Maybe I need mm-hmm. maybe I would have to not get a turbo model where yeah. it's like that. Maybe I had to go maybe like a step down and just get like a more comfortable comfort base level or right, something i right, don't know but right. uh what maybe some you know some thicker tires or something because the tires on there i mean they were low i mean they were thin yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. um but yeah, other than that i, I enjoyed mm-hmm. my time there yeah. a lot of people there were bitching and complaining how cold it was i'm like hello you live in chicago i thought you guys would love this they should know they may not love it but they know they should know it's gonna be cold it's they were like oh my god it's so chilly outside i'm like 
I'm like, I'm from Texas. This shit feels wonderful compared to where I just came from. <laughs> I am. I had was in my Lexus with the sunroof open and the windows <laughs> down, and people looked at me like I was fucking crazy. So oh, well. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm taking it all in because when I get back to Dallas, it's back to the heat and humidity. Yes, but although <laughs> and, it's been nice you know, the past couple of days, today was real nice. Yeah, today cool. was nice and yesterday was really nice. Yeah, it was very cool today. It was wonderful. I loved it. But. So yeah. So then, um, uh, then on my plane, the plane ride there was it was it was okay. It wasn't even talking. Uh huh. Okay. The plane ride back was I felt cramped in coming back because what I airline was, did you end up going on? American. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, but I I was right behind the second row of the exit row seats. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was a little cramped as far as leg wise, and then I was like, the way the plane is like the the wall is curved, so you don't have as much room. Mm-hmm. So I sat there for two and a half hours, like cramped. Yeah, so yeah, like, it, sucks. it sucks very much. That's why. That's why that it was, doesn't ooh, pay. I'm gonna say this before we move on. Mm-hmm. There was this fine ass guy. Mm-hmm. On the plane, he said in the exit row, that man, that motherfucker had to be every bit of six foot six. Mm. He, I don't know if he was a basketball player, a football player. I don't know what it was. That motherfucker was fine. But he was straight, you think? I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, so it doesn't matter. Like I turned, like I, he was so tall. Like I turned around because I was going to go to Olive Garden at the um, at O'Hare Airport. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got here like two hours early. I can give me something to eat because I was hungry. So I was just I was gonna go to Olive Garden, but then Olive Garden like they didn't want my business because they just nobody greeted me nothing. So I went to this pizza place in the fast food area. So and he was right behind me. When I and like seriously, when I turned around, his chest was like in my face. That's how tall he was. Okay. I was and I'm not. I mean, and I'm not tall, but I'm not short either. And I was like, that kind of gives you that idea how tall he is. But other than that. He was like the only eye candy on the plane, so you know, <laughs> I kind of stared at him while I listened to my music. But you're back now. You made it back. You're good. I did. I made it back and made it back without a flat tire. Yay! Good. I'm Yay. glad. Good. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Hurricane Harvey and Irma. And I want before we start talking about that, though, I wanted to talk about uh, Joel Olstein. You know who Joel Olstein is, right? Of course. Okay. Well, I'll just say when I first met my husband in 2007. I went to his house the first time. I went to his house anyway. He had a book by Joel Olstein on his. On his. Well, you went to what? You you went to Joel Olstein's house? No. When I first met oh. my husband in 2007, <laughs> he had a book by Joel Olstein on his bookcase, and I was like, "Why the fuck do you have this?" He's like, "Oh, he says some interesting things." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "He's a fucking asshole. He's an idiot." I mean, da, da, da. I went on and on because that's how I am, you know. I just went on and on about how what a fucking asshole he is, <laughs> and um, that was seven, that was ten years ago, and so now and now and so all these years, he's never. He's always like, "Oh, he's a nice guy. Whatever. He seems nice. Whatever." I'm like, "Whatever. He hates gay people. Whatever." Anyway, and so we get, fast forward to Harvey, and of course, those of you who don't know, Joel Olstein is this huge televangelist in Houston. And he has a huge mega church there. I can't remember what it's called. And Lakewood Church, I think, Lakewood Baptist or something. And he has always had, he's worth like over $55 million. He has, a, oh, excuse me, no, no, no. He's worth more than that. He's got a $55 it's million like, dollar like, mansion. Like, isn't it like billions, including his endorsements and yes, everything? Yes, like I said, it's not, it's more than that. I said it's his $55 million mansion he okay. has and in, in the area. Anyway, the point is, the guy is, is rich out the wazoo, and he's rich off the backs of people who are his parishioners, giving him money, the church money, which he, of course, founded, and, of course, is the CEO of it, but he calls himself the pastor, but whatever. Anyway, the point is, 
what are you supposed to do when you're a church? In my opinion, when you're a church, when you're a church, it's about living, you know, Christian church. It's about living in the image of Jesus Christ and be, doing the things that Jesus Christ would have done himself. Jesus Christ, after the, after the aftermath of a hurricane, would have, if he had this fucking massive church, opened up the church and let people who needed to be refugees or whatever, who needed space to live or stay or whatever until they could figure things out, come in and stay there. But no, Joel Osteen refused to open the doors to his church, instead saying that he didn't want to risk the church getting wet or the church getting ruined or whatever else. Well, he first said that he could open the doors because the church had flooding. That's what he was. But it was a lie. <clears throat> right. Well, we found later we found out that was the case. But, yes. I knew it was a lie in the beginning, but go ahead. Um, but no, he was saying at first that um, he couldn't open the church, the doors of the church, because the church had suffered flooding. And then he changed the story because there were people who actually had gone to the church. Yeah. And like the church exactly. bone So then he changed the story and said that he would open his doors once all the other shelters were full. Right. And like about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I guess I guess him and his PR team was like, you know, you better just open these doors and just deal with well, it. Well, you know what he did after the they did finally open the doors? You know what they did? Right. They looked at they made sure that they were a member first. They had to be a member to come in it wasn't just open to everybody you had to be a member and those who were members they looked at your tithe record tithing record or how much you gave to the church basically uh to determine whether you could come in or not i am not kidding you oh i, I know they talked about it on the news but that, was, why would that even matter like it's people, just so whether they, whether they go to that church or not i mean what kind of fucking pastor is this right right who does who what kind of fucking pastor it makes a it gives you a, a um um you know a litmus test of some sort to make sure that you can come into his church because you haven't given enough money or whatever. That's fucking ridiculous. So this guy's all about money. That's all he's ever been about, and he, I fucking hate him. I think he's disgusting. Well, here's here's my thing about Joel Olstein. I, I he wasn't. I was kind of stagnant. Like I didn't like him, but I didn't hate him either. It was just one of the things. Like yeah, I, I know who he is, and that was pretty much the end of it. Uh huh. But I know, like in recent years. I thought because uh, I remember he when he was on Larry King, he was on Larry King and he got flagged because somebody asked him about, you know, homosexuality. And he was pretty much like he's him and it's not, on about it's it. Not, he was like, it's not my job to judge, judge them or, right. turn, you know, turn somebody away based on that. And he got he got support from that. But then he also got criticism from the hardcore Christians. Yeah. So. But that, that, Jason, that 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 should not give you any solace when somebody says that, especially some pastor like this, because that is just a cop out to say, "Well, it's not my place to judge people." Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. That's just a fucking cop out for him not to have to tell the truth about how he truly feels, which we all know how he truly feels because he's preached about it in his church before, before that interview, and talked about how he thinks homosexuality is a sin and how it's wrong and blah 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 blah. So that's just fucking bullshit. So you believe that? I know. No, it's bullshit. So, but no, I was just saying I was stating about it. Like I said, I didn't like him, and I, but I didn't hate him either. I mean, because I was just like, uh, I just know who he is, and I just kept it moving. But, um, th- I mean, I, th- what he did, I mean, he got a lot of flag, and he finally opened his doors, and then he came out with a public statement after that. I think he was like on CNN or something. They did a live feed or live broadcast or something like that, and um, he was like, "Yeah, the doors are open, and people are here, yada yada." But like you said, they didn't. He didn't say. That you know they look to see how much they had you know offered you know tithes and offerings and all that shit. So I was like, but see here's the thing: I've never really cared for televangelists in general, whether it's him or 
um, TD Jakes or or any of these big mega church type people. Me either. Because I mean, because you have to remember, at the end of the day, it's a fucking business for these people. Wait, stop right there before you continue. Somebody said that to me on some. Uh, thing on Facebook, some group or something, and somebody said about I was like WFAA or something, and they were talking about Joel Olstein about what an asshole he was, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, he's an asshole, whatever. And they said and this woman keeps going back and forth to me saying, oh, but you have to understand it's a business. No, it's not a fucking business. It's a church. A church is supposed to be nonprofit. A business is always for profit. So a church is not a business. Now, do they run it like a business? Fuck yes. And yeah, that, that, that is the problem. That's what I meant, though. They yes. run it like a business. Yes. yes. I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying that it's not supposed to be run like way. It's supposed to be run. If it were a business and they said, we're not going to open our fucking doors, fine. That's their fucking right because they're not there to help people. But a fucking church is there to help people. So that's why it shouldn't be run like a business because it's not a business. It's a church. So it just right. it's so fucking ridiculous. But anyway, uh, Harvey though, you know, so Harvey hit whatever and it caused widespread devastation and um, it flooded so quick. Oh, yes, yeah, so fast, so fast. It was incredibly fast because the thing was the the storm. It's because they said the the wind and damage itself was like along the coast, like South Padre and Rockport, Texas, and in that area. Yeah, but as far as Houston and Galveston. They mainly got rain, but the, if if you remember, the storm was moving so slow. It was only moving like 10 miles an hour. Right. So it was like, I mean, it was an incredibly slow-moving storm. And then it dumped all that rain in that short amount of time while it's moving 10 miles an hour. So it's like, they mainly, I mean, it was mainly flooding more than anything. No one really got damaged from the hurricane itself in Houston. It was just flooding. Well, the flooding and, is a result of the hurricane. So it's part of the hurricane. Right, right, right. So, um, and I have a lot of friends that live in Houston. Most of them were okay. A lot of them just said they couldn't get out of their neighborhoods because the main roads were flooded, but the neighborhood itself was wasn't flooded. Like they had power and everything. Yeah. Like like my friends, um, uh, Daryl and Michelle and uh, Craig. They were all said they. Well, Craig had a little bit damage to his house, but the other two was like, we have power in our house. You know, our street, our street to our house isn't flooded. But if you were to go outside the subdivision, everything is like you you can't get through. Mm-hmm. So they were pretty much just stuck in their house. I guess that's the best place to be stuck in your house, you know, without the flooding, of course. Um, for like I don't know, four or five days. Um, but I felt bad for the people who were like sitting on their roofs waiting for people. I remember watching a clip on CNN where. The woman had an infant, and she had to. She was she was letting her baby take a nap on the countertop mm-hmm. because that was like the only like, and the water was close enough to it. But she was like, that was the only dry area where I can sit my baby and let him or let him or her sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and she was in there for like almost all, almost a full twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So you know, and people had dogs, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Here's a, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. When the storm was approaching, and they said it was, I know when it was still out in sea, it was a Category Three. Then, as it started approaching, it got to a Category Four. Now, me, I'm the type of motherfucker that as soon as they announced it was cap, uh, as a, a Category Four, I would have been out of there. That's just me. But I know everyone doesn't have the funds and the ability to just up and leave like that. But let me tell you something. I best believe. 
<laughs> that as soon as they would announce as a category four, I would have been out that bitch. I've never understood why anybody stays in a hurricane. When you, know a hurricane is like, coming, what, when you know a hurricane is coming and you decide, oh, okay, there's this fucking category five hurricane coming, which can cause widespread devastation, but I'm going to stay in my house because it's more convenient for me. Now, as you said earlier, some people can't maybe afford to go, but I mean, you may not be able to afford to go, but you can walk your ass, I don't know, out of the city or some shit. Because I mean, you're going to really fucking stay there when a fucking hurricane's coming? It didn't make any goddamn sense. So I have a little, a very little like sympathy for people who could leave and don't because it's like, what the fuck, you idiot? So I don't I think it's dumb, but people need oh. to fucking leave if you can leave. <laughs> we about to get some. We about to get some people to get upset because you said that. Well, they need but, to fucking leave if you if if but, you if you have I, a devastation because you didn't leave. That's your own fucking fault. That's all I'm saying. Go. Right. Well, my thing is, if if you if you have the money and you stay, then I'm like, yeah, you should have left. That's what I'm saying. But if you don't have like the elderly, they they can't just up and leave. Obviously, like no. I, I'm not talking right. about them. Or the people who just or poor uh, you know, just don't have a lot of money. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But the people who have plenty of money and they, you know. I heard people say, oh, I'm just going to just wait it out. Why are you going to wait it? And it's a fucking Category 4. Yeah. Like... It was a 5, this, by, but it was a 5 at a point, one point, so... Right, it was, it was 5. It, it was a 5 right before it hit, and then it, let, and it went down to a Category 4. Oh, okay. Um, and then it, I think it went down to a 3, and then went back up Well, the to point a, is, though, they knew a, cur, a, point, a, point five, a 5, excuse me, Category 5 was coming, so before it right. ever hit. And, and, and one of them, and one of the, I believe it was CNN also, they had a live feed of the traffic going northbound on 45. Yeah. And they said for like the first time in like 12 years, they did contraflow traffic. Yeah. And I was like, it was just weird just seeing like both sides of the interstate going in one direction. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, they was like, yeah, for like the first time in 12 years since, since Hurricane Wilma or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, They've done contraflow traffic, and I was like, and then I thought, I was like, how the hell does that work? How do you stop the traffic? Like, do you close all the exits that are in the opposite direction to keep? I, I don't know. I don't know how contraflow traffic works. I just know how I know how it works, but I don't know how they do with the exit ramps and the on ramps for the other side. I don't know. Maybe they block that shit ahead of time. I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it was just weird just seeing like <laughs> both sides of the highway going in one direction. It was weird to me, but. You know, a lot of people lost their homes. A lot of people, some people had minimal damage. Some had a lot of damage. Some had no damage. But um, well, now I, now Florida's worried about Irma. Irma's already hit, actually. Well, Irma hit. Did it hit Puerto Rico? Yeah, it hit Puerto Rico. It hit Puerto Rico, and then it hit Miami, and it hit, it destroyed apparently Trump's Miralago uh, state. Thank God, I'm so happy that happened. Uh, so but I thought, I thought um, Irma wasn't wasn't supposed to hit until Saturday. No, I mean, not, not Irma. Um, yeah, Irma. I thought it was supposed to hit until Saturday. No, it's already it's already hit. Uh, it's already been... Here, I'll show you. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. It says, uh, Hurricane Irma, blah, 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 hammered Puerto Rico on Wednesday night after smashing a string of small northern Caribbean islands where at least three people were killed. And then it says, um, today, where is it? I'm trying to scroll down here. Blah, blah, blah. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Um... Went through St. Bart, St. Martin, French French affairs, and then Irma has maintained intensity above 180 miles per hour, long, 180 miles per hour longer than any storm in Atlantic basin history. Uh, meanwhile, it is oh, so I'm looking. Oh, here it goes. On Thursday, the storm will move uh, over Turks and Caicos. That's today, 
and will pass just north of the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Yeah, and so it says, and it says it's too early to tell whether it will make landfall on U.S. mainland. So it hasn't hit here yet, but the the, the winds and whatever has already destroyed his his house there. So it's already hit that. So like, right, you know, the exterior know, winds. Like the not the eye. Storm. I don't mean the eye of the storm, but go ahead. Right, but and then they're saying like Irma is like the 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 storm is is like literally the same size as the entire state of Texas. Yeah, that's fucking huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then also they're saying that like Miami's already preparing. I think like Key West, Miami, Jacksonville, all those co- all yes. those cities along the eastern yeah. Florida seaboard. Yeah, and I think like Savannah, even like all the way to like Savannah and the Carolinas, they're preparing for it. It so. says that it's supposed to hit. Sunday at 8 p.m. in uh, Central Central Florida. So in, at Saturday at 8 p.m. is supposed to hit the like Miami and that sort of thing. Um, 150, oh. 155 miles per hour. So that's really bad. But anyway, there are people there. Yeah, they get the fuck out of there. It's already yeah, I mean, I'm, so I'm starting to say people who stay, that if you can afford to leave, if you can leave, then leave. For God's sakes, don't stay there. I mean, it's got to be inconvenient, but that's part of the price of living on a coast. You know, if you live in a coastal city, you have to worry about these kinds of things. So sorry. And and I was listening on the radio. They were saying that people were having hurricane parties. This is new to me. I've never heard of this. What are they celebrating? <laughs> I guess the, I guess what they do is they go to a bar. Uh huh. They they lock themselves into wherever bar they're at, and uh-huh. they just drink and wait out the storm. I guess. Uh huh. So they're gonna drown. And so and no, I was listening to this last week right before um, Harvey hit. And they were saying that bars were having hurricane parties. And this is a thing because Daryl, my friend, told me about this, too. He was like, I've never gone to one. But he was like, no, they have hurricane parties, like, along the coast. Interesting. Hmm. I was like, so they like, so they lock you in. Sometimes, they, depending on the establishment, sometimes you have to sign a waiver. Uh-huh. But um, Sounds stupid to me. But pretty much they lock you in, and I guess you just hang in, bang there with friends and drink or whatever the case may be. Mm, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. Maybe maybe if it was a category one mm-hmm. or maybe a tropical storm status, I probably would. Right. But not when it's a category three, four, five, six, seven, twenty six, thirty four. I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, good luck to all of them. Well, no, I don't want to say good luck because I sound like Trump. Let me scratch that. Um, um, you know, I just hope everybody is safe. Yeah. Um, you know, condolences yeah. to the people who lost their lives in Harvey. Um, hopefully no one will lose their lives with Irma, but I'm, but it, it's already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just take cover and go somewhere. Just, even if you don't have any family that's north of Florida, just drive north. Just go. Mm-hmm. Just get a hotel in fucking Kansas in the middle of nowhere if you have to and just stay there. I mean, I don't know, but... Um, you know, I have a friend, uh, who a, a former co-worker who lives um, in Miami and... He's trying to debate on what he wants to do. He was like, we may have to just drive north or go to North Georgia or, you know, south northern part of South Carolina or, or, or something. I said, like, yeah, you got to get out of there. Or Alabama, you got to go somewhere because you can't be there right about now. Yeah, it'd be stupid to stay. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully everyone will stay safe and just, you know, evacuate while they still have time. Hopefully, because God knows it's dangerous to stay in a hurricane. Don't stay. I mean, it's like, to me, it's the equivalent of being in Texas or something and a tornado's coming. Well, we're just going to stay and wait it out and see what happens, even though it's coming right towards my house. I mean, it just seems dumb to me. But whatever. I mean, if you literally can't, like we said, you can't leave because you physically can't leave, or if you don't have the financial wherewithal to leave 
the city, you can at least get the fuck out of your house or, you know what I mean? Get to higher ground or some shit. I don't know. Try something. But I couldn't just stay in my house and be a sitting duck. That makes Let sense. Let me tell you something. We're in Dallas. We don't live along the, 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 the coast. But let me tell you something. If they would have told me the moment, for me, it would have been the moment they say category three. The moment they would have said category three, I'm like, oh, I'm grabbing JoJo, I'm packing my shit, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, you mean if Dallas were on a coast, yeah, right. Right. So, yeah, me and, too. I mean, but category four and a five and all that, oh, I would have been long gone. Mm-hmm. Long gone. I'd be like, listen, I got renters, I got renters insurance. <laughs> I'll deal with that shit when I get back. But Yeah, nothing's worth your life anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right, right. So um, Let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, there's this article I read that talked about the best places to be gay in America. And I wanted to just quickly touch on that because um, I've always said I hate fucking Texas. I still hate Texas. I've been in Texas all my life. I'm a te- lifelong Texas native. My family goes way back in Texas as well. So I'm very, I have very deep roots here. However, it, Texas has never really resonated with me. It's never really been a kind of place that I felt home. I've never, because of all the different reasons, because of racism and bigotry and homophobia and all the Christian nonsense. So it is really hard for me to live here. Uh, well, Billy, really, that's been everywhere. And be happy. And so, um, but Texas, it, it passes laws and is beginning to undo laws that we had uh, before that protected gay people. Um, but it is not the friend, the gay, the, obviously the friendliest gay state in America, and it never has been and, and never will be probably. However, there are other places, and one they say the friendliest place, the best place to live in America right now, as of 2017, if you're gay, is actually, where do you think it may be? Just guess. Let me think. What, what, what part of the country? And then I'll kind of go, go for it. No, there. that's too easy. You have to guess. <laughs> um... Take a guess. Minneapolis? Hell no. Minneapolis? Fuck that. Are you crazy? Well, I always heard that Minneapolis is a gay-friendly city. I don't know how gay-friendly, but I've always heard. Um, let me think. Anyway, is it, no. Wait, is it somewhere in California? No, it's Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. New York. Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Apparently. Really? Yeah, because apparently, well, first of all, it's funny because a friend of mine from uh, college at SMU when I was SMU when I was younger and like early teens and stuff, his name is Brian. And he and I were talking on Facebook the other day and he was talking about, I was talking about, he said, I know you were, you were selling your house. I was like, I'm not selling my house. What are you talking about? He's like, I saw a for sale thing. I said, that's not for my house. It's for a client's house. Anyway, I was <laughs> like, that's not for my, I was definitely selling my house. I'm re- remodeling my house. Anyway, so uh, he's like, oh. And so we talked about, I said, I talked about how much I'd love to live in New York where he lives. He says, well, I actually live in Brooklyn. And um, this is right after I'd read that article. I said, well, I just heard those great things about Brooklyn. Anyway, and the article says, like, these, these uh, couples and fam- gay families and things there and single people as well, they can walk down the street holding hands. They can, like, kiss on the street. They can do in all this Brooklyn? kind of thing. In Brooklyn? And he, uh, Brian, my friend, was telling me that New York City's over. He was telling me New York City is done. He said it's not where anybody wants to live anymore because it's too expensive and blah, blah, blah. He said everybody's li- moving to Brooklyn now. And I looked at the properties there, and there's some really beautiful properties there for reasonable prices, whereas in the city, for a million dollars, you can get, like, uh, one or two bedroom in a really great – maybe a one bedroom in a really nice neighborhood, and it, maybe. And then in um, for, like, 600 square feet. <laughs> and in Brooklyn, you can get a townhome, a four-bedroom, three-story townhome for that much, and with a yard. Uh, so I, it is very different. But the point is that it's about how you're – 
quality of life is where you live. And my quality of life in Dallas sucks because of all the bullshit we have to contend with here with all the fucking bigotry and everything I mentioned earlier. Whereas in Brooklyn, if we were to, if I, you know, were to live in Brooklyn, then it would be a lot less of that. So I, I don't know. I, I thought about it, but I thought I'm, I'm, it's too much fucking work to move to Brooklyn, but it's just a nice thought. But it's expensive though. And then plus you, you wouldn't even need a car at that point. <laughs> you would not need a car. It's not as expensive as New York City, though. It's expensive compared to Dallas, but every, almost anything is expensive compared to Dallas. Dallas is very cheap compared to most of the country. So, um, but they were also saying that a lot of people were moving to Harlem too. They because I was yeah, walking, which I don't like that city. though. They Be- said a lot of <laughs> because they're gentrifying. They're gentrifying it, and they're right. taking they away said the, the whole foods out there. And a lot of yes, white people are moving to Harlem. They're they taking like, a, they're taking away <laughs> Harlem, taking Harlem out of Harlem. You know what I mean? Right. They were just like at one point they was some they were interviewing like this this black woman, and she was like, at one point white people did not want to live out here. They wouldn't even you they wouldn't even be caught dead out here. Right. Now all of a sudden they're just moving out here in droves. Yep. And yeah. I said yeah. She's That's like, now you happens. put a Whole Foods up, so now she's like, property value is going to automatically go up, which is sad. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Well, about five years ago on a Million Dollar Listing, which New York that I watch, you know, watch all of those. But anyway, um, they they were talking about Harlem then, and there was a, there was one of the agents trying to sell a beautiful mansion that was in Harlem. I mean, it was only it was only like a million dollars, and this is five years ago, and it was fucking huge. It was like eight thousand square feet, four stories, and the beautiful like moldings. And it was in Harlem, like the dead center of Harlem. And you would never think that that kind of beauty exists there, but people began to realize, I'm not saying from that show necessarily, but just about five years ago, or ten years ago maybe, that, that that area had some really great, beautiful properties for really cheap. And so people started moving up there and then gentrifying the neighborhoods and changing it over and making it safer or whatever, some parts of it, and uh, getting rid of all the black people, which is horrible, because the whole point of Harlem is Harlem. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. You're right, and a lot of people just like, well, I don't know why they put the Whole Foods here because it's still too expensive. They can't afford Whole Foods, exactly. That's oh, yeah. so but, dumb. You know, but but the good thing is, um, uh, Amazon just purchased you know Whole Foods. I so, know, and they already made the the official statement that they're going to slash their prices, which is good. I was just there this week. They haven't they haven't slashed them yet or slashed them yet. But anyway, well, not yet. But I, but I'm hoping. But my then, but then my mom said she was like. Well, if they slash the prices, I hope the the quality of the food stays the same. I said, oh, well, you kind of have a point. I don't know if that's it will stay the same because the whole point of Whole Foods is their that's what their that's their brand is their the quality of their food and the high end. Trust me, it'll stay. There's no way it won't. If they were to mess with the quality of the food, then they would not. they would not stay in business. It just wouldn't happen. No. Yeah, because I know I go because before we move, I know I like to go to Whole Foods because they have bomb ass pizza. Oh really? Yeah. I've never had their pizza. Their, but... their pizza is amazing. If you go like on Thursdays, you can get a whole pizza for like ten bucks. Two bucks. So, yeah, cook, two, two bucks. Two, 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 no, one, two, no, ten. ten bucks. Oh, ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what was I gonna say? You made me forget. I just had a mango oh, from there to last oh, yeah, night. Oh yeah, so, so it was delicious. Um, they but. The pizza's really good. The pizza is a good price, ten bucks for a whole pizza. Uh-huh. But they have these chocolate coconut bars. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. Okay. But to get three of those hoes, it's like seven dollars and fifty cents, which I think is absurd for three tiny ass. Okay, stop because I'm getting pissed off because I it's not you personally. I get pissed off because when I tell people I like to shop at Whole Foods, 
they always have this attitude about it. Oh, whole paycheck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you've said before. <laughs> I mean, it pisses me off because I do it because I care about what goes in my body. I care about GMOs. I care about pesticides. I care about um, the way animals are treated when they're killed. And so if you're going there, like for meat, for example, they're the only place, the only store in America, grocery store or whatever, that like sells meat and stuff, that has a rating scale for humane, how they were, how the, uh, cow or whatever it is you're buying was slaughtered, whether they're done humanely and they've had like pasture raised lives and out roaming for free, they have good lives and stuff, or if they've kept in cages their whole lives. So between one and five. And so when you go to their, their meat section, you can see, you know, if you don't want to be a vegetarian, then you can, you can at least make sure that the meat that you eat is humanely, you know, gotten. And so they have a scale there. No other store has it. And so I think it's called the Gap. Wait, so Central Market and Sprouts? No, they do not have one. It's called the Gap Scale. And Whole Foods invented the scale because they only get their meats from local uh, farmers and stuff like that that will adhere to their requirements for how the animals are treated and everything else humanely. And everybody else, you know, they use caliprods and kill them and shit like that. And they slaughter them in, in horrible ways. And they, they stay their entire lives in, 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 you know, in feces and stuff like that, other places and stuff like that, and it's cramped in these little cages and shit. So that's why one reason Whole Foods is great, because they give a fuck about those things. Not only that, and not everything's organic, but almost everything's organic. You can choose organic or non-organic things there, fruit and vegetables and stuff too, but almost everything is organic, and you can always look at it, and you know that it's not going to have fucking pesticides and shit on it. And then the, the food and stuff you get otherwise, like the deli and the, and the bakery and the, everything else they make there, the, like you said, the candy and the, and the pizza, for example, like you said, it's fucking amazing. And so when you put all that together and you not only get all that, you get great customer service and you, you have a good experience and it's, it's fancier and nicer to be, be around – I mean, you really have a much better experience. So, yes, it costs more generally to shop at Whole Foods than it does to shop at Kroger or Tom Thumb or whatever. But you get what you pay for. So that is my point. So don't don't rag on Whole Foods because I really believe in their mission. I believe in the company. Okay. I don't. I'm not ragging on the food. I like their food. I'm just now. You're saying they cost too much. They cost you much. And what you should look at it, by the way, if you could, you, did you know they did a study and they did several articles about this that you can go to Whole Foods and you can buy the same stuff you would buy at like, um, tar- not Target, Walmart or whatever. The same food, I mean, not the same brand, but like, you know, like baked beans or b- uh, canned vegetables or whatever, or whatever it might be. I don't know, milk, whatever. If you get the 365 brand at Whole Foods, which is their own brand, it's always cheaper than everything else. And it's always like in concert with the costs of other stores. So you can literally go to Whole Foods and shop and get the same um, type foods there for the same prices, but not have to deal with all the other shit I told you about earlier, like the, the inhumane stuff and whatever. So, so you, ha- so if I'm just saying it's not true that you can, you can't shop, everybody can't shop there. Like the people in Harlem generally cannot afford Whole Foods. That's true. But Harlem's not like what it once was. It's not like ghetto. It's like a, you know, it's it's just like a, it's like a it's like a neighborhood, you know. And so I think that people probably could if they really looked into it. So don't, I just get pissed off about that. I'm sorry. I just well, not, I'm not ragging on them. I'm just saying it's it's, it's expensive for me. Well, I'm 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 poor. Too. But that's because you're not looking in the right place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're 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 going by what people were saying. Oh, whole is expensive. Whatever. You need to look for the right labels. I mean, I'll buy I'll buy a thing or two, but I just can't just go grab a basket and just go grocery shopping. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. I'm, one time you go shopping, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> and I'm going to see what you buy. No, you need to, actually what you need to do. Next time you go to the grocery store, make a list of everything you did buy, whatever you bought. And then I'm going to take that list. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and see how much it costs me for the same stuff. Let's, let's do that. 
I'm curious. Well, there, I don't think there's a Whole Foods close to where I am. There's a Sprouts. Where are you? You're, you're over there by... Okay, I know where you are. Um, there's a Sprouts by you? Well, it's on um, Walnut Hill and Abrams, I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole, whole Foods closest to me is at Preston Forest, so I don't know how far that is from you, but oh, that's just down. I forgot there was one there. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's where I go. So that's okay. where. Anyway, but you, you don't have to go there. I'm just saying, next time you go shopping, you buy groceries. I don't know how you buy groceries. If you buy them all at once, you buy them once in a while, or whatever. But uh, we buy ours all at once, and so I want to see if you take your list, and I'm going to take it to me with me to Whole Foods, and I'm going to see <laughs> how much it costs me to buy that shit. Because I bet you I can maybe get it. We, maybe we should record this and put it on our Facebook page. Uh, we should do it on. We should do it. On, we should put it on an Instagram video or something. That's what we should do. That's fine. We can do that too. Or Facebook. Which is facebook.com slash gay XYZ. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, so that was an interesting conversation. Anyway, so speaking of food, let's have this discussion about your minimum wage issues. I'm hungry now. Now I want want some pasta. Um, Okay. So I, I made a video about this on my personal Facebook page. I didn't put this on uh gay xyz which is facebook.com slash gay xyz but um i came i was going through my feed on facebook and i noticed that there were a group of fast food workers who were protesting because they wanted the minimum wage to be raised to 15 dollars an hour now i have a problem with this um, because it seemed like the people that I put it this way, if they're going to pay people $15 an hour, it needs to be based on education because everyone that works at a fast food restaurant does not have a high school diploma. Let's just keep it real. So I'm sorry, but me going to school, anyone else going to school and graduating with a four year degree and they get these jobs is barely making 15 bucks an hour or less starting off. I'm sorry, I feel like that's just a slap in the face to the people who have gone to school, gotten their degrees, certifications, or whatever, and then here's this bitch over here who has an 8th grade education getting paid $15 an hour. I have a problem with that. So, I'm just like, you know, and, and then here's another thing. Okay, so, you know, you're getting paid $15 an hour. Like I said on my Facebook feed on my page, are, am I going to get any less attitude if I want to change my order? Are you going to give me some hot-ass food when I want my shit in drive-thru? Probably not. You're probably still going to give me that shitty attitude and give me some cold-ass fries even though I want my shit to be hot like everybody else does. I'm sorry, $15 an hour is too much. The only time, like I said, the only time I think it's acceptable acceptable for someone to make more than $15 an hour is if you're in management or you're an owner. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I just feel like Fast food restaurants are restaurants where you supplement. It's like part-time job. You supplement your income. Not to make a living, unless you're up in management or an owner. I'm, that's just how I feel about the situation. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you how I feel about the situation. <laughs> um, first of all, the minimum, wage is, the minimum wage is about what someone's paid. It's not about what job they work. So if someone makes $15 an hour working in an office, filing or whatever, typing or whatever they do, versus someone who is uh, working at McDonald's in the uh, drive through line or whatever, making $15 an hour, why should the person who is just filing stuff 
make the same different amount than the person who's uh, working at um, a fast food place when fast food's a lot d- more disgusting, greasier, you get all gross and shit. It's a lot more labor intensive than it is filing. Yet you're saying that that person filing should get paid more money than the person who is at the fast food place just, just because yeah. just because of the job they do instead of the fact that their no, job is less less that. intensive than theirs. That makes no sense. No, not only that, but most jobs require you to have a high school diploma just to file shit. So, so, I'm, I, what what high, what fast food restaurant you know requires you to have a high school diploma to work at, at their fast food restaurant? Almost I don't all of me. them. Almost all of them these days require at least a high school diploma. They do. I'm like, hold kidding. on, I'm about to Google this because McDonald's. I, I don't any but, okay, if that's the case, then they would then they would have 16 year olds working at their restaurant because they don't have a high school diploma yet. They do have 16 year olds working at their restaurant. But I'm just saying, you said they have to have a high school diploma in order to work there. I said they don't have their high school diploma yet. Oh, you're right. You're right. But I'm saying that they want somebody, when they hire someone, to have a high school diploma. They don't expect someone who's under 18 to have a high school diploma, obviously. But they don't verify it. Like, my jobs I work through, they verify this shit before they even hire me. Well, that's their problem. The point is not that, though. The point is you can't say that one person deserves $15 an hour and another doesn't just based on your own personal prejudices up against fast food workers or whatever. I mean, that's stupid. You have to, you have to allow everybody to work whatever job... It doesn't matter if they get paid $15 an hour or not, because the point is, is that the person who hires them determines what their job is. So it's just, it's, it's just the fact, all it is is saying the minimum wage, the minimum you can pay anybody is $15 per hour, whatever their job is. That is the, that's the deal. And I think that's... So, is it, so I mean, is everybody just going to just stop going to school and just work at fast food restaurants and just depend on that $15 an hour? Do you really think $15 an hour is enough money for someone to live? Really? It's not. In certain situations, if you don't have a car payment... I mean, one person... The, 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 the rule of thumb is people taking care of themselves, to, you know, having a car because they want to get to... I mean, having a, a standard of living that includes having a car, an apartment at least, that they rent at least, in a decent neighborhood, and um, having enough money to actually, you know, pay their bills. If you have all that, and you can get all that for $15 an hour, I'd like to know where in Dallas you can do that. Because I've read that the minimum you need to live in Dallas by yourself and have those things is about $20 an hour. And that's why a lot of people are actually pushing to get $20 an hour instead of 15 because by the time they enact this in like seven years or five years, inflation will have eaten up the difference anyway. So you can't, I don't believe anybody can live on minimum wage because of all the studies I've read about it and all the articles uh, without, with, and still live. There's actually a book that I actually have. I can't remember what it was called. It's called, fuck, 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 fuck what's it called? Um, the nickel, nickel and dimed. I think it's called nickel and dimed. And it was this woman who went undercover. She's like this CEO or some shit. I don't know what she did. I can't remember. It's been so long since I read the book. But anyway, she she was really well off, well healed, whatever. And she for a year went and lived in this like on her own by herself in an apartment for real and tried to live on minimum wage for a year. And she fucking could not do it. I mean, it's just not not because she had been rich or whatever, but because she'd grown up poor. But because she had just. It was not possible or feasible. And I believe that's still to be true today. And that's why you need to raise the minimum wage so that it is a livable but then, wage. But then they need to make the education requirements a more strict at these fast food restaurants because most of these restaurants do not require you to have a high school diploma. What does that have to do with raising the minimum wage? So we, so we paying somebody – so we paying some bitch with an eighth-grade education $20 an it's hour. It's the what? minimum wage. You don't have a choice. Just like right now, it's like eight dollars or seven seventy or whatever the fuck it is right now. You didn't have a choice to pay that. You can't say, "Oh, well, we're going to raise it to eight dollars an hour. So we're going to require more education." No, because the job itself doesn't require education, generally speaking. I'm sorry, I just don't see it. 
Plus, it actually helps spur job growth and stuff like that. I don't see it because it's people. But because the, but the thing is, you have people. Who I go think to you're school, just mad that people school, are going to make no, more money. Because you have people who go to school, get their degrees, and they get out of college, and they're barely making fifteen. So I okay. So I go to school. I get my degree. I get a job making seventeen dollars an hour, and this bitch at McDonald's is making twenty. And I went to a four-year school and got my degree. You can't no, make seventeen dollars an hour if it's the minimum wage. You have to make the minimum wage. If she's making twenty, you're making twenty. I don't know. You're not. You're not responding to my my point. My point is that you can't make less than she does because it's the minimum wage. So you can't make less than she does. But I see your point. But you're even, trying to say you're trying to say because you've gone to college and you have a degree and and you spend all this money, blah blah blah. And you're saying this quote unquote bitch you said is making more money than you or as much money as you, even though she's doing just a fast food job and you're but doing something else. She doesn't even else. have a high school diploma. But that's not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen is is because the only way because people are going to have an issue, the same issue you have with it, I think. And I think that the, the result of that will be, or what my, that's my point I was going to make earlier, would be... Because I feel like... Let me finish! The point was going to be <laughs> that when the minimum wage is raised to $15 an hour or $20 an hour, whichever it might be, then everything else has to raise as well because people will be pissed off for the reason you just mentioned. They're not going to keep it the same way. They wouldn't be kept... Somebody who's, who, like somebody who's doing whatever you're saying you're doing or would be doing is making you know, $15 an hour now, and then this person gets $15 an hour for the same, same rate, well, then they would ob- obviously automatically suddenly be at the minimum wage level. They're going to want and demand more money, and that's going to happen to everybody. So you don't have to worry about that disparity because it won't be there. You will you will make far more than that person because you have a college degree. You 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 can demand it and you can ask for it and it will be required for them to do so if they want to keep you or anybody else in that situation. And everybody's going to say the same thing. I'm not going to work for this if she's making this much money. Blah blah blah. blah like you just said. So that's nothing to worry about. And you're worrying about the wrong thing. You're worrying about yourself. And you're worrying about you how it looks that you are making the same amount of money as a fast food worker. And I understand that. It makes sense to me. But you have to understand that that's going to raise all the other wages as well. I don't see it, but okay. I don't know how you don't see it because it's very logical. But anyway. I, don't, I mean, I don't see it. I, you're saying that these jobs are going to raise their minimum wage, but they may not. Who's going to make them? What they, jobs are going to raise the minimum wage? What jobs? It, let's just say they raise the minimum wage of 20 bucks an hour at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Some company may think that you work in an office building making $20 an hour is plenty. So it's like, and they still require more at their job than they do at this fast restaurant. The point is, Jason, those people are not going to stay working there, though. If everybody, it's not just one person. You have to understand it's like the whole fucking country working those types of jobs all of a sudden at the minimum wage are not going to stand for that. They're going to say, well, now I'm making the minimum wage. That's not fair. I'm doing more work, blah, blah, blah. So then they should get more money and everybody will demand it. So they won't have a choice. I'm just saying it's not like human beings are not going to allow that to happen in this country. It's just not going to work that way. And even if it did, though, Jason, even if it did, you could always go out and find, you always have far more opportunities than this $15 per hour McDonald's drive through worker ever had. So even if that were the case and you were working somewhere and they said, okay, you're making $20 an hour right now, whatever, and all of a sudden she's making $20 an hour, you could say, well, bitch, I'm leaving. I'm going to find a job where I'm actually appreciated if they don't agree to raise your, rent, your, your salary. And you go and you have far more opportunity than she ever does. She only has a few limited opportunities. And so you will always make more money than her, most likely, because of the things you've done, including going to college or whatever. 
So don't worry so much about it. I just think you're being you're being really Republican about this. <laughs> Someone else told me that to my giving. Yes, I mean it's very unfair, and it's not very. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, altruistic of you, you know. It's not very liberal minded, and that's okay. You don't have to be. I'm just saying that that I think it's kind of close minded. And but no, of... that, but that's a lot of people who are who agree with me. When I had this thing, there were that's a lot of people. Fine. Who I'm sure they do agree with you. I mean, they had some people. I had some people that disagreed, but the majority of them agreed with me. They I'm were just sure like, they I did. I'm know. sure they did. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. And that's that's their right, and it's your right to feel the way you do. I'm just saying, I think it's kind of a moot point because ultimately. You will always make more money than these other people would ever make, ultimately. Because really, if, if minimum wage is, is fifteen dollars an hour or whatever, you know, it's very unlikely that that person, if they stay in the same position, would ever make more money. Very much, very little, like a few cents or something over time. Whereas you and people who are um, college educated and have more opportunities will be able to increase your your earning potential as you as you age and as you get experience. But see, that's where the problem comes in. Because let's just say they bump it up to fifty. Let's just say tomorrow, minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour. Okay, what about the people who are making fifteen dollars an hour now? I don't think their company's gonna bump it up. They're like, well, technically, we're paying you minimum wage, so um, you know, it it is what it is. I'm not saying that they would bump it up. I just what I said was they would have to bump it up. I mean, they have the option to bump it up by because of the fact that people feel the way you feel, and so they can either say, well, we're gonna bump you up, and you can stay in the position, or you can leave the position and find something better. I'm saying you have the opportunity to do that, and this chick. Or could I just leave my office job and just go work at a fast food restaurant and deal with half of the responsibility? You could do that too. If you want to do, if you really want to work in fast food, you think it's so, so glamorous and wonderful and fun and so easy. It's not. It's not. I mean, I have the only time I've ever worked in fast food when I was 15 years old. And it was horrible. I hated it. And I would never do it again because it was horrible. But I, I, for me, someone with my personality, it, to me, that's hell. I mean, you can pay me. You could not pay me enough to be a fast food worker ever. So, again, since I was 15. So, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry that you think it's such a fucking cakewalk and it's so easy, but it's not. It's not easy. And, I mean, it's easy to get somebody's order right. I get pissed off about those things, too. I mean, it gets so, like, fucking people get so fucking bitchy and shit at the drive throughs and stuff. And that's the other point I was going to make is you were saying, you were saying, oh, once it's $15 an hour or whatever, people, people's attitude is going to change. Well, I think they would because they'd actually be able to actually fucking make ends meet. The point is they're fucking pissed off. They're poor. They don't make enough money as it is with one job. They have to take two just to make ends meet as it is. Right now, when they have just one job instead of two and they can take care of their kids and everything else, well, fuck yeah, they'll be in a lot better mood and probably do a lot more customer service than they're doing now. So, yes, I do believe that is true. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, any, by the way, if you're listening to the show and you have an opinion on this matter, you can always Facebook us or tweet us at GayXYZ Show. And we would be happy to discuss it further on the next show. Yes, because I was about to call in, and 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 I need to hear a, 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 another opinion because I, <laughs> I, I mean, I see where you're going with this, but I'm still like, Mm-mm. I'm not trying to convince you necessarily. I mean, maybe a little, but I'm just trying to make my my side known and trying to logically think about this. And I think you're thinking emotionally and not logically. I think you're just thinking about it emotionally. And I think you should think about it logically. And it makes sense and it's fair. And like I just said, you're not putting yourself in that person's shoes. You're thinking only about yourself from your own perspective. And that's why I said just very Republican of you. Instead of putting yourself in the shoes of someone who has to do a fast food job and doesn't have options like you do and has to work several jobs to make ends meet instead of just one and has kids and has everything else they have to take care of. So it is not an easy thing. And look, I, I, I've been around 
people who were poor because I grew up around people who were poor and I grew up kind of poor. I mean, not poor, poor, but like poor-ish, you know? And so I certainly don't have, uh, I certainly have a um, um, perspective about this and knowing the struggle and how difficult it is to make ends meet when you can't make but minimum wage, especially when minimum wage, by the way, Jason, minimum wage kept pace with inflation up until the late 70s. And then when fucking Reagan came into office with trickle-down economics and all that bullshit, it stayed flat all the way until like, you know, a few years back or whatever, and they raised it again. And that means now, and when you look at inflation, if you were to actually keep pace with inflation like it used to do, because, you know, like when our parents were kids or whatever, or grandparents or whoever, or our parents, I guess, were kids, you could make a living. You could live on minimum wage. You could actually live and have a house and you could have a car and all that bullshit on minimum wage because it kept pace with inflation. But now, in order to make a living on minimum wage, I mean, if you were to keep pace with inflation, it would have to be $22 an hour. $22 an hour. That's what it would take to keep pace with inflation based on what it's always been uh, if you wanted to make a living these days. So the point is, it is way too low, period. And I'm saying that if it had kept pace with inflation all these years, every, every, the money all of us make would be more. Because you, you're not going to – the bottom floor is minimum, minimum wage. So everybody above that is going to be making more – would have made more money. So a $50,000 salary or $80,000 salary is going to sound a lot like a lot more to somebody – you know, when they're when the minimum wage is seven dollars an hour, whereas if it's twenty dollars an hour, they're gonna say that's not so much. So I want more money. So don't you see how that logically makes sense? And that's been proven that that's that it doesn't keep pace with inflation. Why wouldn't you want to keep pace with inflation? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Okay, so I'm looking online. Okay. Okay, I'm looking up the average wages for fast food restaurants in various parts of the country, mainly major metropolitan cities, right? Yes. The only one that pays right at $15 an hour are fast food restaurants in New York City. Yeah. But that's because the cost of living there is astronomical. But Oregon, um, Oregon too. Oregon or Seattle, one of those two has $15 minimum wage. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, one of them them do too. But I don't know. Actually, I just actually I just found that it says uh, because the federal minimum wage is not indexed for inflation, its purchasing power has dropped considerably since its peak in 1968. The minimum wage in 1968 was $1.60, which is equivalent to $11.16 in January of this year, and which is 53.9 percent higher than today's 7.25 dollar federal minimum wage. Um, and it's saying to keep raising the minimum wage, keep pace with inflation would ensure that low wage workers could adopt a standard of living commensurate with the current economy. Just what I just said, basically, in a much better way. So, yes, I mean, why? Just explain to me why shouldn't it keep pace with inflation? At least give me that much and say, well, yeah, we should at least pay people what it costs to maintain a decent standard of living in America. I mean, <laughs> I I mean, I don't. I just don't see it. I I don't. See so you don't think people should be paid a decent living in America? Minimum wage. That's, minimum wage should not be something you, you you depend on to live on. Is what you're saying. If you don't have the education, no. <laughs> you don't get paid minimum wage with an education. You don't get paid minimum wage with an education. If you have a bachelor's degree, at least, you're not going to make minimum wage if you're in your field especially. So you're not going to make minimum wage. Nobody who, who has a degree is going to make minimum wage. Unless they choose to work at minimum wage, they're not going to work for that. You're going to make a lot more than that, probably double at least. 
So I don't understand why you keep saying that because they're not going to make the same amount as you because you have an education and they don't, generally speaking. And unless, like you said, they're in management or something like that, you know, that's completely different. And that's they typically do have education if they're management. And I think McDonald's even requires you to have a degree to be a manager or a certain level of manager in their stores. So you keep saying that, but you're not gonna you're not you're on the same footing. You're not on the same footing. I mean, I thought of all people you would get this or you would agree with me on this because because you and I both know that, you know, being just as a just an analogy here, being racial minorities is at the same starting point as someone who's Caucasian when you start off in life. You have to work harder to get the same amount because of racism in America, blah, blah, blah. What's well, the same thing with poor people? Poor people have to do the same thing. They have, to, they have to work a lot harder just to get the same amount that we have because they don't have an education. They don't have these other things that we've afforded ourselves. So they have to have a standard of living. Otherwise, if you don't have a standard of living for people, then you're going to have to, you're gonna have to uh, supplement them with fucking Medicaid and all the other stuff. It's going to be a bigger draw on the economy. And, and you're going to pay for it, and I'm going to pay for it through taxes. So you might as well pay, have the federal... The government did mandate that their private employers pay them what they should be paid, which is a minimum wage. So, anyway, if you want to chime in, just give us a call or, or you know, text us, like I said, or message us because we want to hear what you say. We don't agree on this topic, obviously. So, if you, if you, want, if you want to chime in, uh, please message us on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever, and we'll be happy to listen. So, let's move on to the next topic. Um, let's talk about Insecure. Yes, so insecure. I, I, y'all know I love me some insecure. Um, so last week, um, last week was kind of like an okay episode to me. It really, it was kind of like a. I love the way it ended. Like a, uh, uh, n- not this past Sunday, the Sunday before. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Um, it was kind of. Like, I feel like the previous episode was just kind of like a, kind of like a filler. It really, it seemed like nothing much happened. However, I will say this. When Daniel shot his load in Issa's face, I was like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this, Jason, because I did not get that at all. Why is it disrespectful for a man to come in your face? To me, that's a compliment. (laughs) See, here's the thing. And someone else said that I was like, I'm a gay guy, but but I was like, but when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, Issa, he didn't ask you to give him head. Right. You just did it yourself. And he was probably feeling so good. He did. It was an accident. But, but she's acting like he thing. she's acting like she's acting like he tried to rape her or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? Here's the thing though. I've had a similar situation happen to me when I was in college when I was 19. Uh-huh. See, the thing is, I'm not mad at Daniel. I'm more on Daniel's side than I am on Issa's side in this situation because Issa voluntarily wanted to give him head, right? Yeah, it was her idea. Mm-hmm. So and she he didn't ask anything and things, you know, happened and he shot his load or whatever. But here's the thing. Now, I had a situation when I was 19 years old where a guy asked me to give him head, okay, and he knew he was about to come, and he didn't even tell me, and I, now I found that to be disrespectful because you wanted me to give you head. You knew he was about to come. You didn't say anything, and then came in my mouth. I'm like, no, motherfucker, we don't do that. Everybody knows, especially every gay guy knows, you've got to give, you've got to give fair warning. You've got to say, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, or he something. He didn't say eight. Fucking word, <laughs> no moaning, because you you know how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how it is. You get somebody here, and as soon as they hear you, you can you tell. Turn, yeah, uh, you, you you turn the dick to the side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That now I I've done enough of that to know this motherfucker was didn't say a fucking word. I was like, 
I was like, what the fuck? So what did you say to him? Or did you say anything? Or what did you do? I didn't say anything. I, well, first of all, as soon as I felt it come in my mouth, I raised up real quick and I spit it on him. Because <laughs> I was like, how, how, like, why the fuck would you do that to me? You knew you was about to come. You can feel it. So it's not like, why would you do that? And then he got pissed and left. And I never saw him again. So I don't care. But in and, and Daniel and Issa's situation, I have to side more with Daniel because I'm like, Issa... He didn't ask you to do it. You just voluntarily did it on your own, and then he you shot your load, and then you felt so. He didn't even come in her mouth though. He just came came around her, on face. her face. Yeah, I mean, See, it wasn't like he, you know. Where... I would have been okay if the dude would have came on my face, and this dude came in my fucking mouth. Right, I know. I, I'm not more disrespectful than anything. I agree. I agree. That's what I'm saying. You always give the courtesy, like I'm going to come thing, and everybody <laughs> everybody knows that, right? Everybody knows I'm going to come. I'm going to come, and so that they can make the decision if they want to do this or that, and you know, instead of having just not give them the option, which is just wrong. So right, and then you know, and then fast forward to this past Sunday's episode. Um, Molly is in, in negotiations with um, her firm. I guess she feels like she's not valued anymore. Yeah. So she's trying to look elsewhere for a position, and she's bringing all these account these accounts, and they're like, "Oh, well, we'll bring this. You know, we'll bring this up at your review, right? You know, you know that type of thing." So she's looking like, "What the fuck?" So then, in the meantime, Molly and Dro are still fucking, and I'm like, "Here's the thing about Dro." Dro Dro oh. is one fine black man, by the way. I would totally fuck him. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, though. So I'm like, Dro has a sexy voice. I will say, yeah, that. he does. Yeah. And Dro, Dro wait, is, is Dro? Dro is the one that she's cheating on. That's married or whatever, right? That's got right. The girl. right. Okay. Yeah, the real talk. That's the one yeah. I like. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, you know, I would fuck Dro too. Yes. But, um. So yeah, they're fucking doing their thing or whatever. And um, Tiffany texts Issa and is like, I'm having a birthday dinner for uh, Derek, which is, you know, her husband. And so she's like, I want to know if I can bring uh, Lawrence. And at first Issa was like, no, but then she changed her mind. She was like, yeah, I'm not tripping or whatever. So oh, here's the thing. The girl, the, the girl that, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's Lawrence co-worker's name is it Arpana? Ar- Ar- I don't know, I don't but know. I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. So when they was in the hallway, and he said, "Well, I have a thing to go to, and then we can go out later." And she was like, "Oh," and then she's like, "Oh, I can, or I can just come along." I was like, "Bitch, did you just, did you just invite yourself?" Like she likes him, and he likes her. She knows that, and so so what? How the fuck would you invite yourself? You're okay, just... but anyway. <laughs> so then. So then uh, they get to the birthday dinner, and everyone's there. And, and Kelly, let me tell you, Kelly is like hilarious to me, right? Kelly is like me almost when it comes to situations like that. Because she was like, oh, yeah, she brought her man. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a woman's girl, but you never know. I got it from Forever 21. I was like, really, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> so then she was like, you know, they're all having their conversations or whatever and that type of thing. And then she looks up, and she sees Lawrence with the old girl and <laughs> Kelly was like, no, this nigga didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up for whatever reason. <laughs> she was just like, because she she's the one always making a little side line. Yeah, she side is. Comments, like, she's, she's like, oh, she's I funny. Must've, it must have been a sale on denim or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, she did say that, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, that, that whole thing. And then 
Tiffany is like, you know, the Barack to my Michelle, and you know that type of thing. Like mm-hmm. Amanda Seals is the girl, is the, it's her real name that plays Tiffany, and she's hilarious in like in real life. But yeah. I was just like, oh my god! And then the whole thing with um, something else happened at the table. Well, you oh, don't have to recount the whole show, Jason. Huh? You don't have to recount the whole show. Just tell us the parts no, that you want to talk well, about. Well, fast forward, you know, they had the whole thing, and um, Issa uh, went outside. She had a sip, went outside, and I guess she was feeling some type of way because she brought this girl. And she was like, you blocked me on Facebook, and then you bring this bitch, and yada, yada, yada. They were going back and forth, and she was like, where's Woot Woot? Because, um, no, because he made a comment about her fucking a producer or whatever. Well, um, she, 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 to me, she has no right to be that way with him. She dumps him. She breaks up with him because she wants to go see what else is out there, whatever. And then when he goes on with his life, she's all, and, and then when he, she's like all over her Facebook that she's with that other guy that she cheated on him with, he didn't want to see that, so he blocked her. And so then she, she she gets all the attitude towards him about that. Fuck that. She's in the wrong about this. I'm right, sorry. No, and, and, I, and I do agree because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Issa, if you would have never fucked Daniel, now this shit would be happening. That's right. So I'm like, Issa, this is your fucking fault, really. And then she goes but home then, and she goes, she goes crazy. Right, right. So I'm like, Issa, this is really your fault. If you, you, you really started all of this bullshit anyway. Right. But that thing when they, when Derek blew out that cake and. They cut the cake, and Kelly was like, "You giving us carrot cake?" <laughs> That's how I feel. I you like carrot? Cake. You like carrot cake? Yeah. She was like, "She was like, well, damn, like, do you hate us?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's that's me all the way because I fucking hate carrot cake." Uh, Someone gave me carrot cake when I was working at a potluck. Uh, I was like, uh-huh. "Here, get it to somebody else. I don't want this shit." Carrot cake's good. <laughs> I like it too. I'm not trying to eat. I don't. I'm not trying to eat a slice of cake and be healthy at the same time. There's nothing healthy about carrot cake. <laughs> nothing. I know, but that's how. That's just how I think. Uh, okay. So I'm just like, no, give me some strawberry cake. Give me some chocolate cake. Give me some German chocolate cake. Give me some pound cake. Mm-hmm. Don't give me no damn. Care. I'm not trying to eat vegetables with my damn cake. But anyway, um, that was pretty much insecure. The season finale is next Sunday. Yes. And I got to say, that's one of the things I like about this show is that they Issa is not perfect. She's like flawed, just like real people. You know what I mean? She's not like perfect. A lot of times in these kind of shows, the, 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 lead, the, lead, the lead actor or actress is always like never at fault for anything. But she, she's got issues of her own. And she's working through them, but she's still redeemable. I like her. I like her a lot. But anyway, it's a good show. No, but, I, but I can relate to the whole show a lot because I've been in a lot of situations like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But okay. next, next Sunday is the season finale, and I'm going to miss so much. Yes. Once- it is the season finale. I was gonna. Oh, before we move on to the last topic, I wanted to say I know you don't watch this anymore, but I watched The Real Housewives of Dallas. And this season has been. Oh, it's back on? Yeah, it's been back on for like four weeks. And I told you, I don't remember if you recall, when we were talking last time, when Christian had told us that before it ever came on, that it was initially going to be like about the charity world and that kind of shit, and it wasn't going to initially be a Real Housewives show. And that was really obvious through all the last season because it just didn't feel like the same kind of show. But this season, they've totally retooled it. It's totally like a Real Housewives show. And they, t- they talk, you know, it's very similar and lots of drama and lots of cat fighting and shit like that. Anyway, and so, um, but it's really good. And so if you haven't seen The Real Housewives of Dallas this season, I advise you to watch it from the beginning. It's a really good this season so far. And Well, go. wait, do they have the same women on there? They have, no, they got rid of the Tiffany, who I didn't like anyway. He was the one who was like a religious chick with a boyfriend that looked like the singer guy, uh, Nicole Kidman's husband, what's his name? 
Oh, the one that looked like Keith Urban. Keith or Urban, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rid of her. I mean, she's still on there, like as a friend, but she's not on there. And then um, they have the same one. They have uh, uh, what's her name? Leanne Locke and the crazy dark head bitch with the blue eyes. And they have Carrie Duber, who's the plastic surgeon's wife. And they have uh, Brandy, and they have Stephanie. Those four are still on there. Then they have two new ones. And these two women both have real money. I mean, real money. You know, like real money. And they live in Holland Park. One lives in Holland Park. One lives in Preston Hollow, I think. But anyway, and they are uh, crazy. One of them is like, you know, Elle Woods from um, the show Reese Witherspoon did uh, Legally Blonde? Right. She is that fucking girl. Okay. She's exactly like her. I don't like her very much. She's kind of annoying. But she's like she talks like this. She talk Hi, how are you? Oh, it's so good to see you. And let me tell you about my pink dog food idea. She has a stupid idea. She wants to manufacture dog food and make it pink. That's it. Just make it pink. Nothing special about it. Just make it pink. And wow, she wants to sell her. <laughs> she wants to sell her fucking shit. Anyway, and the other one is really cool. I like the new one. Her name is Deandra. Deanne? Deanne, I think. And uh, she's awesome. She's really well off. And she's very down to earth, though. So, Are anyway. they all white? Yeah, of course they're all white. Yes, it's Dallas. Do you think there are going to be black people in there? You think there are going to be black people in there? No, please. Or Hispanic. Hispanic. Well, it's yeah. Texas. I would think they would put one Hispanic woman. No, there's not an Hispanic woman in there, no. No, because they're trying to focus on the upper echelons of society, and what, what, very, very, very rarely do you see anyone who's not Caucasian in that mix. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying they're just rare. So I'm just saying that just that's wrong, but that's what they're doing. So that's how they're doing. It. Just like that's why Atlanta is like stereotypical because most Atlanta is a chocolate city. You know, Atlanta is like black people. A lot of black people in Atlanta, and therefore. I know, like it black makes, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense that Atlanta's got mostly black uh, cast members because they're mostly black. And then New Jersey has a lot of Italian fuckers on there because it's most you know it's New Jersey. And so I mean it's all very stereotyped. So Dallas, it makes sense they're all white and blonde and except for a couple of them and shit. So but anyway Well um, just based just based on last season, I have no interest in watching. I would just try a couple episodes this season, the first two or something, because it gets better as it goes. But anyway. Um but anyway, so I want to say that before we uh, last last topic was gonna be about the um Philadelphia Police Union, you said calls Black Lives Matter protesters rabid animals or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Philly Police Union president calls the Black Black Lives Matter protesters as rabid animals. Now, here's the thing. I don't know where he got this from. Maybe because I, I, clearly he's against the Black Lives Matter movement. But um, pretty much he says, I'm trying to find it here. Hold on. If this shit will stop popping up on my screen, how do I? Hold on. Okay, so. Hold on. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm trying to. This, we're like, on live. Speak. Say something. Like, as soon as I clicked on it, everything popped up. But anyway, um, he's saying that um, when you go to work each day, you should have to worry about a pack of rabid animals that will suddenly show up at your home and openly threaten your family. I was like, wait a minute. I, what is he talking about? These what are, are you talking are not- about? I'm confused. Who is this again? Okay. So let me, okay. So let me go back. So the Philly police union president calls black lives matter activists, a pack of rabid animals. Oh, okay. Um, his name is John uh, McNesby and he's the president of Philadelphia fraternal order of police. Okay. Okay. 
And I guess, I, I'm assuming a reporter or when he had a, a conference or news conference or whatever, someone, I'm assuming a reporter asked him about the Black Lives Matter movement. And his response was, when you go to work each day, you shouldn't have to worry about uh, that pack of rabid animals that will suddenly show up at your home and openly threaten your family. These are not activists. They are racist hate groups determined to instigate violence. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I was like, wait a minute. I've never known for Black Lives Matter movement protesters to go show up at some someone's house and ready to burn the shit down. However, you see that with the KKK, you see that with white supremacy. Yeah. Okay. But I've never known for Black Lives Matter protesters to claim to be the superior race. Like, man, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I hate it when people say shit like this. That's it's a hate group. How does as if the KKK isn't like I, I don't I don't understand like I don't understand their thinking with this situation. Like how do you, how can you say that the Black Lives Matter movement is a hate group, but yet you're I'm assuming you're okay with white supremacy and neo Nazi I'm assuming because you didn't say shit about that. So and I don't know that's the whole just like the whole thing with Trump with kind of tying into that when Trump was saying well we had bad people on no we had good people on both sides. If you're part of white supremacy or neo-Nazi, I don't consider you a good person. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. So what makes you think that you can go... I mean, seriously, Donovan, have you known for any of the Black Lives Matter protests just come banging on your door, kick it down, and just set your house on fire? No. Okay, exactly. So I don't know what the fuck this buffoon is talking about. Well, you can't take... You have to realize that these people who are like this, especially racists and bigots and people who are white supremacists, things like that, and who support that cause, are going to say whatever they can to change the narrative to their own belief system. So even though he probably has never, I'm sure he's never, seen them actually do any of the things he accused them of doing, because they're black, he assumes that automatically they're going to be thugs. So that's why he says that. Because he's, in a roundabout way, he's calling them names in a racist way. He's calling them racist things, basically, without actually saying it, coming out saying it. So, I mean, I don't know why you're surprised or why you think he's telling the truth. He's not telling the truth. He knows he's not telling the truth. He's telling people, because he has a public forum and people are listening to him, what he wants people to believe. And just like Trump proved with his, his, his uh, presidency, if you say something enough, people begin to believe it. And it's been that way against black people and Hispanics and everybody else in this country, in this country forever. Just because you say something, it becomes this myth that it's true. Well, all black people, all black men are evil, and all you know, um, Hispanic people are lazy, and all Asians are or whatever, bad drivers, whatever, whatever the case is. I'm just saying, you say it bad you, enough, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, and that's what's happened. So it, that's what he's doing. He's just he's just he's just reiterating the same narrative because he wants people to believe that what he's saying is true, which it's not. So who fucking cares what that dumb fucking racist says? Who cares? Who fucking cares? <laughs> like, that's, I was like, really? And then... Um... I got... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm I was going to say, this just kind of pivoting off this real quick before we go. Um, I wanted to say, uh, recently here in Dallas, we had a uh, monument um, issue with the, the um, Robert E. Lee statue in uh, Dallas's Turtle Creek area, it's part of Dallas here, a nice part of Dallas. Um, there's a statue of Robert E. Lee here. It's called Lee Park, actually. And um, it was a monument to the Confederacy and to what he stood for and to him or whatever. And it's been here since the 20s. And um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about it, people wanting to get rid of it, people who want to keep him. And 
And well, if we get rid of that, we have to get rid of everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, I wanted to see what you thought, because I think it is important to remove any trace of um, of uh, monuments that are celebrating white supremacy. So if, if you're celebrating white and that's the whole point. It was put up in the 20s during the height of the KKK. It wasn't put up in the 1800s after the war. It was put up in the in 20s. And um, so, so I think they should be removed. Do you think it should be removed or should, do you think it should stay? Or those kinds of things, I mean, you know. If, if if I think I personally think it should be removed, but the people who want it to stay, if you want it to stay and you claim this is part of history, then put up a statue of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Put up a statue of the first black president, which is Barack Obama, and then everyone will be happy. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Well, I mean, personally, want it to go away, but the people that stay it should stay because it's part of because they they keep saying it's part of history. Then Dr. Martin Luther, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King is part of history as well. Malcolm X is part of history as well. Uh, Barack Obama is part of history as well. So if that's the case, then put a statue up of them too. Yeah, that's a great so it's point. Like, mm-hmm. you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So it's like, point. I personally want it gone, but the people that say, oh, I don't understand. Like, I personally had a friend on Facebook that was like, I don't understand why people are making this such a big deal. It's part of history. And I replied, I said, well, if that's the case, they should put up a statue of Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King, and Barack Obama in that same area. Then everyone will be happy. But that's uh, but we know but no in real real life that shit. That is that is a great I mean that's a nice solution. The problem is if we did that it'd be like 10 statues. You got to celebrate everybody then. You got to celebrate uh, you know what I mean? You got to celebrate all the Native Americans, the the, the Eskimo, I mean you know, everybody's got to be celebrated. And so it becomes an issue. And so my point is is that I think it should be removed because it's not about history. That's not why it was erected. It was erected because it was celebrating white supremacy. That's why it was erected. The people who erected it did that, and the people who erected it were part of the KKK in Dallas. So it is not, and it's not the only statue in Dallas that's that that's that's happened with, or it's not the only school that's been renamed for a Confederate soldier or Confederate general or the Confederacy in some way or a street. So it, I think, anything related to that should be come down. Because why in the world would you want to celebrate a traitor? In my opinion, and it's not an opinion; it's a fact. If you were part of the Confederacy in the United States of America, you were a traitor to the United States of America. You succeeded, you succeeded from the, the Union in order to create your own. That's, that's, that's treason. And so these people were all treason fuckers. <laughs> and so why would you want to celebrate these fuckers anyway? So I think all of them should come down. I don't give a fuck about history because that wasn't why it was put up in the first place. But people were having a big conniption about it in Dallas and you know, fucking KKK assholes. Fucking guy was out there today. It was going to come down yesterday and they had the cranes out there and they, then a fucking judge did a stop. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, not intervention. What's it called? You know, injunction or whatever. So that they, oh. could, they couldn't do it. And today he, he ruled that they could after reading their everything, whatever. And this guy was out there today bitching about it. And he apparently says he's the great, great grandson of, um, of Robert E. Lee. <clears throat> and he had the Confederate flag draped around him. Like he was like, it was around him and like enveloping him and bitching about how <clears throat> all we care about today is, is, um, is not uh, getting rid of the white race and bullshit like that. So obviously it's about racism. It's obviously but he's about a person racism. of color. So what does he know about that? He's not, he's no, he's, he isn't a person of color. Is that what you said? No, he's. I say he's not a right. Person. Exactly, and because they, so, they I mean, they're racist. So, so, how, so how are you going to sit there and try to speak on all individuals that are of color, saying that you're trying to take stuff away? You don't. You, you don't have that perspective. You don't have that issue going on. So how can you tell me how I feel? 
Yeah, that's the problem, and that's the problem is they they don't have any empathy, and that's what you're talking about is empathy. They have no empathy or, or understanding of other people's plight, and that's why racists are racist because they don't give a fuck. So, sorry, that's right. never going to change. <laughs> They're always going to be that way. They're all assholes. So, and, and speaking, of, I want to throw this in here too because yeah. this makes my news before we go. So, did you hear about the University of Tampa, uh, the University of Tampa professor that was fired for the comment about Texas and Harvey? about being Trump's fault or something like that? Yeah, so pretty much it was the University of Tampa professor. His name is Kenneth L. Story. He's a sociology professor. Yeah. Um, he was immediately slammed on social media after he tweeted, I don't believe in instant karma, but I, but, but this kind of feels like uh, karma for Texas. Uh, I, in ref- he's referring to... Um, the hurricane. He said, hopefully this will help them realize the GOP doesn't care about them. And then two days later, he was out of a job. Well, you so know, he was saying, saying that it was, he's saying it's global warming and people on most fucking stupid Republicans believe it's not real. That's what he's trying to say. Right, right. So and then he's saying that Texas kind of got what they deserved. But, um, and then later he apologized. He had a podcast and he apologized and he made an apology. He said, I apologize. I never intended to be taken that way. Seeing the suffering of people of Houston and knowing that I added more suffering to that, that's, a heart, that's heartbreaking to me. Um, we need to do what we can to support them right now, and I don't – and I do not uh, do that with the tweets. So yeah. he apologized, but I feel like the damage is already done. I mean I, 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 I see where he's coming from with it, but I, I think it was just his delivery. Mm-hmm. So um, – you know, saying that, you know, the people in Texas got what they, you know, got what they deserve from the hurricane. It's like, I see what he means, but I, his delivery and wording was just all wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just my thing on that. I don't think it necessarily deserves to get fired for that, but whatever. They probably right. are a lot of conservatives or something. So anyway. Right. Okay. Well, everybody, that's our show for tonight. It's um, 1130 and uh, we'll be back next Central time. Central time. I Central time. We'll be back next week on the 14th. And oh. uh, what the hell was that? As your phone? <laughs> it's like, it sounded like you. It sounded like you went boop. <laughs> That's what it sounded what? like. Um. Anyway, we're back. On. I just, hold on. What? I just got a text. Yeah. Okay. I just got a text saying the friend of mine died. Oh my god! Who? Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. This just popped up. That's what that vibration was. Because everyone knows I do the show right now. So clearly. So my friend Shane from back in college, he said, your college roommate Stacy has died. She passed away sometime today. How? I don't know. I'm going to call him and find out. We'll call him back. We'll we'll let you go. Uh, everybody listen. That, to- I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I knew she was going through things. I knew because here's the thing. I knew um, we were we were well, we met. We weren't roommates, but we met in college and we became really good friends throughout college. And we kind of kept touch. Um, she got a job and she moved to Mississippi. She got a job there. She was, you know, had a you know really good salary and job and a career and everything. And then shortly after she moved there, she got involved in drugs. Oh. Um, I don't know why or how I, I didn't ask, but I know she was, she was on the upward path last time I heard, I haven't talked to her in a while, Yeah, but she was on an upward path. And then well, that's sad. all of a sudden it's like, I get this text and she's died. Like, well, I'm sorry. I'm I hear like, that. Oh my God. Like I can't even react. <laughs> I'm sorry. But 
Sorry. So yeah, I'm gonna call my friend Shane and see what he's talking about. But anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll so, be back next week, everybody. Sorry about your friend, Jason. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's horrible timing, by the way. You're not supposed to laugh when you um, say that. I'm, I'm saying it's horrible timing. That's what I'm laughing about. That it happened right at the end of the show. Right. Um, I know. I know. But okay. we will be back next week, everybody. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Stay gay. Good night. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. Right now, during 10 days to deal, financing at $5,250 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2019 Jeep Renegade Latitude. Hurry to the Jeep Celebration event today. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery from dealer stock by 318-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.